Him. You drive around Louisiana Tech, you see a lot of buildings going up. That's a great thing. That's a positive thing. And uh, probably our first six or seven, eight years here in Ruston, there were houses going up all the time. So you're familiar what it's like to see a slab and then to see uh, wood and sheetrock and all that going up. You can see from the outside the roof. Well, this evening in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we're going to talk about construction, but we're not going to talk about it from a civil engineering uh, perspective. We're going to look at it from a spiritual perspective. It's a great passage that talks about the Christian life and the church and what we are doing with it, and we are doing something with it for sure. Our first thought tonight, if you have your Bibles, again, 1 Corinthians 3, we're going to be in verses 10 through 15. If you don't have your Bibles, you can follow on the screen. The first thought is this, the foundation of the Christian and of the church is Jesus Christ, okay? If you are truly born again, the foundation of your life is Jesus Christ. If a church is really a church, its foundation is Jesus Christ. If you, uh, I used to work construction in college, and many of you have been around it. If you haven't, a good foundation is uh, after the land is leveled and there's gravel put, there's, there's concrete poured, there's steel put in the concrete, and all that goes into establishing something uh, that a structure can be built upon. The foundation is the most important thing that can be laid because you really can't do a whole lot Well, you can't really do anything of value until that foundation is poured. It's huge. In verse 10 and 11, here's what God says through Paul. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder. It's interesting, expert builder means a master builder. We actually get our word architect, English word architect, from that word builder. So Paul was saying, I am a master Rex Yoakum here. Where's Rex? You didn't read that in your Bible, though, but it it is there in the Greek, Rex. And someone else is building on this foundation, but each one should be careful how he builds. For no one lays any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Christ Jesus. Okay, we won't take a lot of time on this tonight, but this is the established point. If you are a Christian, your life is founded on the fact that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died on the cross, who arose from the grave, and that He lives in the center of your heart. Correct? That is your foundation. A church's foundation, the foundation of a church is Jesus Christ. Not any Jesus Christ, but the Jesus Christ of the Bible. The Jesus Christ who is the unique Son of God who died on the cross, walked out of the tomb, and lives today as Lord forever, okay? That, what, what he says here, very simply, as a Christian, as a church, that is the only foundation. Uh, if you don't have that foundation, you are, you're, you're not on this. The song goes, you're on sinking sand, right? Correct? And so that alone is the foundation. Let me just ask you real quick. Your foundation, sure, tonight, Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you got that settled, okay? As a church... That's our foundations. It's settled in Jesus Christ. Okay, that's, that's a true church, true Christian. It's Jesus Christ. Now, here's the second thing in our major thing tonight. 
Christians and churches are continually building on their foundation. Now, whether you realize it or not, whether I realize it or not, we are constantly building the structure up from the foundation. We call that a life. We call that a, uh, a legacy. We call that a history. We call it the present. We call it a future. Just the end of verse 10, again, it says one should be very careful how he builds. When it says careful there, it's, a, it's an interesting biblical word. It means to get a mental picture. It means to not only be aware, but to have a perception. Let me ask you this evening, do you have a mental picture of how you're building your life and your family and your legacy? Do we as a church have a mental picture of what we're doing on the foundation laid in Jesus Christ, my guess is most people do not. That's problem number one, and we'll go to that in another sermon. But tonight I want us to look at how we're building. He says, be very careful. Be clued in how you are building on this structure. In verse 12, if any man builds on this foundation using gold or silver or costly stones, wood hay or straw. Okay, we're going to stop right there right now. He lists six sub-objects that people built on foundations in his day. And this certainly translates to our day. First, he uses three that are non-perishable. In verse 12, using gold and silver and costly stones. He's saying that some foundations are built on valuable things, on beautiful things, on durable things. Using the the facility picture on something that can endure fire and the worst of weather. Now, certainly, 2,000 years ago, Paul had to be thinking about some facilities that many of these people had probably seen. Herod's Temple, which was a beautiful, costly valuable structure built with a great foundation and built up in a beautiful way. In the city of Athens, there were many beautiful temples to pagan gods, beautiful, costly, valuable government buildings. And in Corinth, where Paul was writing to, the temple of Apollo, now listen to this, the temple of Apollo stood there in Corinth. It, at this time, 2,000 years ago, was 600 years old. To give you a thought on that, America is about 235, 36 years old. If we look at 1776, is our birthplace. So in Corinth at this time, there was a structure that had already been built and stood twice as long as the United States has existed. Do you get a picture of a durable building? And the temple of Apollo, its remains still stand today in Corinth. Paul was saying to these people, pictures that maybe you and I, it's hard for us to get our hands around because we haven't seen, you don't see in America 500-year-old teepees, correct? Well, Sitting Bull lived in that teepee. It's not built to endure. 
But he's saying you and I can build our life, our family, our church, our legacy. We can build it on powerful things. Things that last and that are eternal. We'll see later that will be rewarded. Or he gives another option. He gives three other qualities in verse 12. Gold, silver, and costly stones are wood, hay, or straw. In, in Paul's day, the houses, a simple house, was made out of mud brick with wooden frames, wooden door frames, wooden doors. And so anytime you had a fire that broke out in there, it was pretty much, I hate to use the pun, toast. If you had terrible weather, it probably wasn't going to survive that. It wasn't that it was a bad thing. It wasn't that if you lived in a mud brick wooden house that you were an evil person. It was just you were probably normal and common and couldn't afford to live in a home built of stone and costly pearls and things like that. But he was saying to them, look, the mud hut doesn't last. It's temporary. It's not going to endure. And he's... Again, moving past construction, and he's saying that all of us are building on our foundation in Christ. If you have a foundation in Christ, we're we're building with inferior things, or we're building on wonderful things. We're building on temporary things, which most of us are, or we're building on eternal things. We're intentionally building our, we're sleeping through sermons and we're sleeping through life. We're not evil. We're just not intentionally really building anything on our foundation. Let's get personal. What about our church? No doubt in the context here, he was talking about the church. Churches can build on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Think about some things. Prayer, service, worship, love, wind, grow. Remember those things you're going to hear a lot more about? Loving God, loving people, evangelism, discipleship, ministering to one another. Churches can build on those things, correct? That's building on the structure to build a beautiful Facility, and I'm not talking about uh, a physical facility. Or we can build on other things. Things that might not necessarily be evil, but are just not the right things. A lot of churches are built on personalities. They're, they're built on the personality of the pastor, or the minister, or the richest person in the church. Whoever you are, would you stand up? We need to identify you tonight. They're built on committees. They're built on methods. What you build your structure on is going to determine how well it goes, how it survives, and how how it thrives. What are we building on the foundation Jesus Christ has laid here at First Ruston? Let's get a little more personal. What about your life? What are you building on? Verse 10, each one should be careful how he builds. What are you building your life on? You know, a great way to look at that is study your checkbook and your calendar. If God gets so about 1% of your income and about a half a percent of your time, 
I'm not trying to be ugly, but you're not building with costly stones and lasting value. Is your life built on the Word of God? Studying it, taking it in? Is it built on worshiping God and serving people? Is it built on prayer? How much time are you spending in prayer? You know, a lot of churches, if you said we're going to have a prayer seminar, people go, oh, we know that. Just don't do it. But we know it. Friend, if you get bored with prayer, you got a God problem. Get bored with worship, you got a God problem. You see, a lot of us, I'm afraid, and I'm using us, not you, because I, I know who I am and I know how we are. We're building on the temporary things in our lives. We're building on self and what works for me and what will benefit me and on making a name and on securing my finances. There's nothing wrong with securing your finances as long as that's not what you're... Uh, listen, that's a picture on the wall. That doesn't need to be the stud you, you build to, uh, to keep your wall up. We're building on the temporary, not the eternal. What about your family? Be careful, he says, how you build. Obviously, mom and dad, this goes to you and me more than it does to anybody else. Young people, it goes to you for the future. Where does church play a role in your family? We are in a weird era of church in our country and Christianity today. A different area than in my uh, 25, 26 years as a pastor. Church is optional. Church is, you know, if it fits in. Just not that way in the Bible. What's your family, what's it built on? Leisure, hobbies, good things, but they're pictures for the wall. They're not, they're not things you build the wall with. They're built on Jesus Christ, the Word of God, the authority of God in your life and in your kid's life. Schedule your weekend around being in God's house. That's a pretty radical thought nowadays for a lot of even Christian people. I, I saw this week a, a lighthouse in Scotland. I don't know if we have a picture of this lighthouse, Kyle. It's called the, uh, the, the Bell Rock Lighthouse. Do we have a picture? Yes, no, we do. Hey, well, why didn't I look? Th- this has a great story. This, is, this thing, it was built in 1811. Dorman Rogers was in the youth group, and they did a mission trip to Scotland and helped with that, 1811. It's, it's in the North Sea, and it literally, it is, it is off the coast. It's built on a reef, and 20 hours a day, the reef is underwater. So when these artisans built this thing in the early 1800s, they would boat out there, 
they would have four hours they could work, and then they would boat back in. That's a great gig, isn't it? Four hours. And they built such a structure that 201 year later, it still stands. You know, as I thought about that, I thought that's how kind of how family is. You've got such a brief time to build up your family. And before you know it, they're going to be gone. And you're going to go, wow, where did it go? You got four hours out of 20, basically, in life. (laughs) What are we building on? I mean, you can spend that time letting them have as much fun as they want. Or you can spend that time building God into them and letting them have fun, too. You can build that time where you go to the lake regularly after you go to church. Isn't that a novel idea? Be careful how you build. We realize it or not, we are building something. Let me ask you real quick, do you realize that? True story in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 2000, uh, in 1999 or 2000, a contractor was building a series of homes and he decided to build into these homes tornado-safe rooms. If you lived in Tulsa, would you want a tornado-safe room? Amen. I want one in Ruston. If I could get Cindy to dig it, I would pray about it. And I'd pray for her. Get her and Josh with a shovel. Let them write Janelle. Let them do it. So this contractor told people, he said, for $2,500, I will add this to, to your new home. And when you're, not, you know, when you're not down there saving your life, you can use it for a store closet. It, wouldn't that be a great timeout room? Go to the tornado room right now. All of you right here. Nine out of ten of the first people he built homes for said they wanted it. The tenth was a couple who were 75 years old. <laughs> Their philosophy was, we'd rather have a hot tub than a, than a tornado room. We're 75, and we don't really care at this point. If God wants us, he can come get us. You know, maybe in life sometimes that should be the philosophy, but I'm afraid spiritually that's a lot of our philosophies. Instead of having the tornado spiritual room in our lives and our families, we have uh, chosen the hot tub instead. And here's the last thought this evening. Isn't that the best part of the sermon when you hear that? And the last thought. The day's going to come when our efforts will be laid bare. Okay? God says there's coming a day in verse 13... His work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to lie. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. Today he's talking about there's the second coming of Christ. Folks, this is not a judgment for lost people. This is a judgment for saved people, okay? It's very important. This is us who have the foundation in Christ, okay? So he's talking to, if you're a Christian, he's talking to us. 
He says the fire is going to reveal it. Some, some scholars believe this will be the gaze of Jesus Christ that will blow it away or that will, will say it survives. Verse 13, it will be revealed. In other words, our lives, what we built on, how we built, it will be manifest. It will be made known. Boy, that's going to be an uncomfortable day, isn't it? See, part of the reason this is written and part of the reason I'm preaching this tonight is so we'll be ready for that, okay? Holiday Inn used to have a commercial years ago that said, Holiday Inn promises no surprises. Do any of y'all remember that old slogan? Cherry, thank you for saving me on that one. And what they were saying is, is when you come to Holiday Inn, it's going to be just like it always has been. It's going to be great. Clean room, going to smell good, men on the bed, you know, all that stuff, swimming pool. And I don't know about you, but I don't want the judgment to hold a lot of surprises for me. Do you really, don't you want to know this side of it, how it's going to go? You can. It's going to go one of two ways for Christians. One, he says, will be rewarded. We'll be rewarded in verse 14. If what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. That word reward there means a wage. It means that what we've earned, we will be, we will be paid for. And, and here is such a neat, neat thing, guys. What you and I invest our life in, we invest it in Jesus Christ. We build our families on Jesus Christ. We pour ourselves into Jesus Christ as a church body. God's keeping score. I forget that three times a week. I get discouraged and I wonder, why is God letting this happen? Where's the old lightning bolt for that person, God. They're praying the same thing about me, so I guess it's a battle of prayers. But God's keeping score. And God's going to reward us is what it says. You, you ever heard the story of the preacher and the taxi cab driver who died at the same time? Both of them were committed Christian men, and they got up to heaven. They met the Lord, and the Lord told the taxi cab driver, there is your beautiful mansion over there. And he told the preacher, he said, you're in that shack over there three streets down. Preacher pulled St. Peter aside and he said, you know what? I can't tell Jesus I'm offended, but I was a preacher. I spent my whole life serving God. And I'm, I'm glad I'm in heaven, but the, I, I got a shack. And here that taxi cab driver got a mansion. And Peter said, God rewards us by our fruit. He said, when that taxi cab driver worked, people held on for dear life and prayed for dear life. (laughs) When you worked, people slept. (laughs) You didn't laugh. That means you were sleeping and you didn't hear that. How many of you have ever been to England? If you've never been to England, you need to go. Tell your parents, the preacher said, y'all need to go. Tell Josh, a youth trip to England. The Tower of London, the Tower of London is one of the most incredible sights. Uh, Cindy and I and Steve Leach and Lori got to go. The church sent us over there to a, a convention in 2005. That was such a fascinating place. That's where, that's where King Henry lived and killed wives and did all kinds of neat things and 
I don't mean the killing wives with neat things, but I mean, it's just a, it's just a tremendously historic place. That, that structure is 940 years old. Again, America is 240 years old. Think about that. That was built to last, wasn't it? And see, what God tells us here is that when you and I build our lives, our families, our church on the great things of God, that we will be rewarded. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. Flip side of this is we may be humiliated. The next verse is not near as pretty in verse 15. If it is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. Person's going to go to heaven. It's a saved person. But here's the picture. It's the picture of a person that's in their home, and their home is burning. And, and right before they are killed, they jump out of the house... And they, they got a little flicker on their coattail. And they smell like smoke. And everything they have is destroyed, but they survive. And God says, Christians that build their lives are not necessarily the bad things, but the secondary, temporary things of the world. Yeah, we're going to make it to heaven. But all of our efforts down here will have been for naught. Again, to go back to England, in England there's all kinds of castles. I don't know if we have any more castle pictures. There we, there we do. And I don't know if you know this, but there were also, you know, many of those are 500 years old too. There were also a lot of wooden castles built during the, I don't know if that's technically a term uh, for historians, the castle building era. But there were wooden castles. You know what? You don't see wooden castles anymore. You know why? Because they were built with a fine thing called wood, but wood decays. Wood burns down. Wood's destroyed by the enemy. What a strange concept to know that we'll get to heaven and how great it'll be, but then knowing that we'll be spanked before we get in for a life that was not well lived. What a tragedy. And not only a tragedy for you and me, but a tragedy for our family, our friends, and the lost world around us. So Christian, here's what I propose to you and me tonight. Let's make a choice, however much longer we have here on this earth, to build on that foundation the things of God. You may say tonight, I have, I have blown it for years. Okay. Here's what God wants you to do. Confess it, stop it, and start doing the right things. He'll meet you right where you are. Christian, maybe tonight where you're standing or at the altar, it's time to say to God, forgive me for the time I've wasted. And from now on, I'm going to build it on you.
Christian, maybe you need to agree with me and, and as a church that we're going to build our church foundation on Jesus Christ. We're going to build that up in Christ. Maybe you're here tonight and you don't know if you have that relationship with Jesus. Will you come this evening and get your foundation settled? Let's stand. As God leads you, respond to him tonight.